It takes years to save a deposit for your first home. So when is the best time to start educating yourself around the process of buying? How do you make sure that what you learn isn't out of date by the time you're ready to buy? Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step. Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode. And if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information. Today we're talking about the best time to start learning about the process of buying a home. And this is an episode for you if you've been wondering when is the right time to do your first home buyer guide course. Six months before you buy or if you start any earlier, will it be irrelevant? Or at what point is it too late? But before (laughs) we get into that... Megan's got a beautiful building behind her. Look it looks a little this. bit like Versailles, but I suspect it's not Versailles. No, but oh my goodness. So because we're talking about education and learning today, I went with a library theme. Oh. So behind me, this is in Spain. Look at the oh, detail. Stunning. Oh my goodness. I wish I was sitting in there right now, but they'd probably tell me to be quiet. <laughs> It's On so, we roll. It's, it's, yeah, we, <laughs> it's gorgeous, isn't it? <laughs> do, you, do you talk when you read? I talk when I read. I get excited when I see paragraphs. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, notes. that's so good. Putting a little mark in the page. Oh, my God. I've got post-it <laughs> notes through all these books. Mind you, I haven't read, read fiction for ages because I'm at the moment I'm reading so many different books about behavioural biases. Yes. And, yeah, I think there's a book. I think I've got another book coming out. But anyway, let's. that's that's for another podcast. Look forward to it. <laughs> so the really good question from if you're thinking about when should I do a course, right, particularly if you're thinking about doing our course, which we hope you are, but, you know, when should I do it? When's the right thing? When's the right time to yeah. actually start this process? And we've actually, you know, through the the, the journey of um, your first home buyer guide and the different students that have done it, we've actually found that people come into the ecosystem at really different stages. And it was really different to the initial research that we did where we thought most people would want to educate themselves at the point where they've saved their deposit and they're actually ready to hit the ground running. 
it's it actually hasn't been that Veronica has it it's it's been quite surprising no and it's actually good that it's not like that really mm. because the fact is that you do need to start preparing yourself a lot earlier than that and and I guess if you um when, you know if you if you know the pace system we've got paces there's 10 steps in our system and pace stands for preparation what does it action, action. <laughs> commitment, commitment execution, execution right that's so it. <laughs> the beginning the preparation bit the very first module is about getting your support crew ready right and that includes a mortgage broker and a number of other different supporters but the mortgage broker when you get a mortgage broker early, involved early in your savings so before you're actually ready to buy you will get such good intel such good information and that will actually potentially make you ready to buy actually sooner than you would have thought. And in fact, if you listen back to episode, what was it when we interviewed Sarah, the first time buyer that actually used a buyer's agent? Was that episode mm. 60 something? Uh, we'll have to look it up and mention it. She she was a great example. 69. She Episode 69. So she didn't do the course, but she's a great example of somebody who actually got that support crew lined up early. Mm. And if she'd done the course, she would have done, she would have learnt that. But it the process, the principle is there because it's true that getting your education sorted out and make you will make better decisions along the way. So therefore, we are advocates for you doing the courses early as you want to. And for that reason, when we you're don't starting the process, Veronica, because if you just go in with the the, the globally um, spouted, you have to have a twenty percent deposit. Actually, you don't. But what you, necessarily. Need to, mm. what you need to know is all the different options that are available to you, and this is where a mortgage broker is invaluable, all the different options that are available to you for you to make a decision about your individual circumstances as to whether you should go with a 20% deposit or if having a 15 or a 12 or an 8% deposit actually might work better for you in your circumstances. And what is a classic with that and something we do teach in the course is how to to recognise a good mortgage broker because the problem is, of course, there are a lot of really crap ones out there, like anything like in any life, industry. right? Like yeah. anything. Yeah. And how many people have come to us and said, oh, you know, I went to the bank or I went to a broker and they were trying to tell me how I could buy brand new. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and have, you know, th this, this incentive from over here and this grant from over here and then the developer would kick in this much and then... That's where the person that was advising me gets their money from. You know, oh, they're not independent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much to learn about just that getting your support crew lined up. So, look, we recommend, and in fact, we episode, what was it, with uh, Mike and Alice is another classic example. 70. Uh, episode 70. So, they were students from our beta group and they actually, they, they and it was because of COVID that they actually signed up earlier than they otherwise would Much have. Much earlier, yeah. Um, but it worked out, you know, listen to that episode because it explains, they explain how it worked for them, you know, and, and why doing it early was actually better for them. Mm. And also we don't turn it off. We don't say, oh, you've only got this for a month. You know, we leave it. You, you basically have it forever. As, as long as Home Home Bar Academy exists, you will have access to that course. <laughs> so <laughs> you will definitely have it when you buy a property, right? So if if it is in a year or two years or whatever, then, then you just go back to it. And if we've updated and, it. And if we've updated it, you get the most mm. up-to-date information, which, of course, 
you know, that that's really important that what you're getting is up to date and, and relevant for you at that point in time. But some people have, you know, um, actually been partway through the process, Veronica. So whilst we would recommend doing it at the start because it actually lines you up for every step of the way, some people have actually come into it after making an offer on a property or missing out on an auction and then gone right back to the start and realised, geez, I was doing step two, four, seven, <laughs> six, didn't do one at all. Um, <laughs> so, so even coming into it after you've kind of taken yourself through your own little journey is, is not a bad place to be, I think, as long as you're educating yourself. Um, but ideally, before you have that first conversation with or, or work out who to choose uh, and, and support no, support team. Well, that's it. It's better than not doing it at all because I think mm. what what's happened, a lot of people have just assumed that they can work this out and it's not until you're in the thick of it, so you've made an offer or you've missed out on something or you just went, oh. A actually, light bulb moment. A lot, more, <laughs> a lot more difficult than I was thinking. And so then you sort of quick, I need to actually get my support. And so obviously, and we have had, and I mentioned it, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, there's been some of our, our students have done it and crammed it mm. for two weeks, almost like cramming for an exam at uni, you know, crammed it for two weeks and then gone and bought a property. Which is, you know, that's a definite way in which you can use the course. I don't think it's Better the than best way to use the course. Better than nothing. <laughs> because some people <laughs> but will. But then we've got people who, who actually did it two years ago but have only purchased recently. Mm. And, and I think that's just as important because what they did was they did it two years ago but then they kept going back to things. And when they were going through the actual process of purchasing, they went back to each module that was relevant and reviewed it. So it was mm. almost like reinforcing the learning. Um, and, and hilariously, different students have said to us that, you know, it's almost like mum was sitting on my shoulder and which <laughs> mum was saying what to me during what part of the process or they're looking at a property and saying, what would mum think of this? What would the, no the mums? What would the, the mums, mums think of this? <laughs> it's actually funny because the first time that that someone said that to me, her name was Bree. If she's still listening, she's yes. bought now. And and the first time she said that, I was like, first I'm like, who? Oh, I just oh, thought us. she had. A, I was us, <laughs> and it, of course it's us. We're the ones that say it on the podcast. You know, we're old enough to be your mums, and I love it. I just think it's fantastic. But she's not the only one that said it to me yeah, now. So yeah. I've had it. Some of the ladies. The what ladies. Would the ladies think of this? <laughs> How cool. But step five, so we mentioned the pay system before, right? So it's, it's I stumbled over preparation, action, commitment, execution, and there are 10 modules that are built into that. Step five, which is actually an action, believe it or not, mm-hmm. is revise and correct, you know. So it's a really important, if you're trying to cram this, you know, girly swat your, um, <laughs> the course and try to cram it into two weeks before you buy a property, you don't really have time to stop and revise. Yeah, that's true. And slowing down, checking your assumptions, checking where you're at, revising again and making sure that you're really on the right path, it's it's a really, really valuable thing to do mm-hmm. in the process mm-hmm. of buying a property because, Unfortunately, if you sort of leave it to the last minute, you're sort of already committed to the path that you're on, but you may not actually be on the right path. Right path, yeah. Push yourself forward on a purchase or a, or a direction that you haven't had a chance to step back. And, and, and some of the case studies that we have spoken to people that have purchased have been that they originally thought they were on a particular path, but actually what they did do was step back and say, 
maybe this isn't the path that I need to be on. And and one of the what you know one was buying in a particular suburb in Melbourne, very committed to that because of a certain lifestyle aspect to that suburb they liked. And what they worked out was they couldn't buy the property they wanted in that lifestyle aspect. So they went and found another another area, a regional area that actually offered them a very similar lifestyle mm. aspect, but they could get a much bigger, better property. So by doing that revise and correct and having a look at their assumptions and and looking at the three Ps again, and we go into that in, in great detail in the, in the course, the three Ps and what can we change and what can't we change, but what can we still keep that we, we find really, really valuable for our family. But doing, of course, you know, crash course in two weeks, you're not going to be able to do that. You, 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 you're you on the right track, so uh, wrong tr- potentially on the wrong track. Mm. Um, and that's where hindsight can play a little bit of a, a, a difficult part in your life if you go, oh, geez, maybe I rushed that and didn't take enough time to think about where I could have bought instead. And opening your mind up to things you don't know. I, mm. I think that's one thing that we love doing, Veronica, is actually getting people to that point of going, I had no idea I could do that. Yeah. And that was a classic. So the person that Mika was just talking about is Jackie and we've interviewed her and she's actually going to be next week's episode. So we don't have to look for the number because it hasn't come out yet, <laughs> but we have recorded it. 74. 74. Yeah. So this one we're recording now is 73. We just, you know, sometimes we do mess up the order a bit and just throw ourselves out. But yeah, I think that this, this idea that, you start off a process with certain assumptions and and desires and and dreams and all the rest of it. And the where to buy workshop is so fabulous for this actually because mm. it really does. Um, you know, even if you do that before you do the course, although some people think, well, I'm not ready. Why would I do a where to buy workshop? But what it actually does, it takes you through a process. A process not a really gets you. Yeah, exactly right. The whole thing's a process. Um, It really gets you thinking around some of these questions. And the one big one is how much do I need to borrow? And what do I actually need in a property, not just for now, but also for the future? And how important is location? And so, you know, the these, these are all three very key points that need to be sort of worked through. And so that word by workshop takes you through various lenses, you know, looking at that um, that problem, if you like, through various lenses. And even that and having that in the back of your mind to be able to, to reflect on, when Jackie and her partner got to the point of actually deciding, you know, they had to pivot. That's the other word mm. of 2020, isn't it? They yeah, had to pivot yeah. because prices were rising so much that they were just on the cusp of being able to afford what they wanted, but, but most likely not. Mm. And so it's like, well, how long do you wait beating your head against a brick wall you know, defying reality, mm. or do you tackle it? And so they went back and did the, the where to buy workshop again. And, and you know, they're, they're thrilled now. Like they've got to, they can't believe actually where they've ended up. So, you know, I don't want to give away all next week's um, episode. <laughs> but <laughs> Spoiler it's a good alert. Listen, because it does, it, 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 that ability to um, sit back and say, well, maybe the path that we're on isn't the right one because we can't get what we want. How do we work out what other paths are available to us that we still might love just as much but present other opportunities for us? And I, I think that revise and correct aspect of it um, and the self-reflection and and even um, I, I think it was Jackie who said, uh, you know, people questioned, well, you were so committed to this particular location and 
you know, how do you feel? And she's like, I feel great. I got so much more than I could have if I'd stuck on that path that I was on and compromised more on the house. And they really um, drilled down into what it was about that location that was important to them. Mm, mm. And, and you know, that we're not going to say any more about this episode because it's next week and we want you to listen to it. But, but suffice to say that by doing the course before they were ready to, I think actually they did it as they were ready to buy, but they still needed to go back and revise mm, because when they mm. really got out there and were really active, they realised a lot of their assumptions weren't necessarily going to, to yield benefit for them or to, to actually turn out as they expected. Mm. But also what we are about, you know, we're experts. We know this stuff inside out. We know how to buy property, right? But you've got to work out the path for you and we want to give you the frameworks and the facts, and, you know, and good guidance throughout this, but the frameworks are what's important. So that mm. the process, we keep banging on about that. But, you know, and even working out what's right for you, there's nothing prescriptive in what we do. It's yeah. all about giving you the tools to actually work it out for yourself. Good point. And I think, you know, people who are considering a buyer's agent, that's really important to keep in mind as well because if you want a buyer's agent that wants to keyhole, you know, shove you into a very small keyhole, which is their methodology and their way of doing things and their assessment that doesn't take into account you, you want someone who will challenge you on your thinking because that's their job, that's they're the experts. Mm. But it has to be about you and what your needs are, not if you don't accept this property, you go to the bottom of the line and the person who's next in line gets it. Um, oh, a buyer's agent wouldn't say that, would they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 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 or it's eighty percent good enough. Why are you not buying it? You know, those sorts of things are the things that you want to be very careful. You're not being sort of shoehorned into something that isn't right for you. So, understanding you, understanding who you are, which may take some challenging conversations and some rattling the cage a little bit and some some debate amongst you and your advisors, is actually really good and healthy. Because if you staunchly stick to something and don't listen to other input, but then also the people who you're, you're getting your advice from aren't prepared to listen to your thoughts and needs and see where things can come together, then you'll never get really the best outcome. And there might be much better opportunities than what you think are available to you. And I think that's the really exciting thing about even just doing the Where to Buy workshop is it actually makes you stop and think, okay, I thought I was on this path, but just there might be something better out there for me. And I need mm-hmm. to open up my thinking to, to explore those. I think what is so important is that buying any property is a massive commitment. Honestly, Mm. I think it's more of a commitment than getting married. I really do. Um, (laughs) Not more than having a baby. Some some may beg to differ. I'll go with that one. I agree with you on that one. There's no pulling out of that one. (laughs) It costs you more to get out of or potentially right? Potentially a bad property purchase will cost you more than a bad divorce, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I've been divorced. I can say these things. So have you, can't you? Um, I can tell you, honestly, like I remember when I got divorced, like sort of going <laughs> off piece a bit here, getting divorced, I remember the property settlement was more complicated than actually the divorce. Actually, the divorce the is a hell of a lot property, easier. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the sale of the property can be quite complex. Can't anyway, so yeah. the, uh, we we digress. The, the, the thing, though, where I was leading to with that, that the buying a property is such a huge commitment and getting it right is so important and you're taking on a lot of debt. You've never had that much debt in mm. your life before and that is very, very daunting and it's like, whoa, God, do I really want to do this? So this is sort of like, yeah, I really want to do it, but at the same time, oh, but I, do I really want to do this? Mm. Yeah. 
And so that's all going on. And so using the time to actually arm yourself with education, the processes, and also to really think through what's important to you and what the possibilities are for your search as well. Because, you know, yeah, sure, I want to, you know, what's your your dream home? I want to have oh, that. Avenue. Yeah, the beachfront property on, on the Gold Coast. You know, like that's all well and good to go, I'm not buying unless I can get my dream home. I mean, that's sort of stupid at the other end of the extreme. Never going to buy that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not unless you that can, lotto win comes in. <laughs> you can get oh, totally right. You've got to buy a ticket to win the lotto. <laughs> Do you know what? A clairvoyant once told me years ago I was never going to win win any money, so of course I don't buy a ticket. What's the point? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to win. Make your own. That's what yeah. I tell the children. Don't rely on someone else to, to give you things or to win anything. Make your own luck. Make your own luck. Anyway, we digress. So back to doing the course. course. So the, the point there is, though, that you can use the time, the fact that it takes you so long to actually get ready to buy, apart from the fact that, you know, using the course to actually arm yourself with education in terms of getting things in the right order and making sure you get good advice early on so you know how much to save, et cetera, et cetera, what to look for, where to look and all the rest of it. It really does give you time to really be confident about the decisions you're going to make as opposed to be thinking, oh, I should be doing this because so-and-so told me or I should mm. be doing this because my parents are hassling me or I should be doing this because for whatever reason. It sort of gives you time to actually come back to yourself, like Megan said, mm. what is right for you? And, and this sort of stuff needs time to percolate. You know, there are, are always more options to consider than you think. Mm. And, and the framework actually helps you, framework helps you manage all of that overwhelming stuff that's out there. Um, but importantly, if an opportunity does arrive, you are ready yeah. to move on it. And I think that's valuable. Ju it ju what you don't go ahead with is just as valuable as what you do go ahead with. But if you are armed and ready and confident, you can actually move forward when an opportunity presents itself. And you never know when a great property that meets your needs is going to come on the market. It could be tomorrow, but it could be in nine months' time. So if you're ready to take advantage of those kinds of opportunities when they come up, you're armed, you're ready, you're informed, you, you know what you need to do, you know what's left in your checklist to do or what you need to tweak. Um, you know, if you'd had pre-approval and it's lapsed or you have updated salary documents that you need to prepare, you know, all of that sort of thing. If you're ready to move really quickly because you've armed yourself with the right information, then you may actually be able to pounce on an opportunity when it's there rather than sitting and thinking, oh, I need to, oh, who do I need to speak what to? What do now? I, what should what, I do? What do I need to do now? <laughs> yes. I think that, you know, a lot of mistakes can be made through not knowing what your options are. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, like Megan's saying, not being ready. Yep. Or the other thing that people do, they follow the lead of yes. other people <laughs> who have bought. And it's like the blind leading the blind. You I know? bought in this great subdivision. It's on the outskirts and there's supposed to be a school coming, but they haven't really decided where oh, it's going to be. It might be a shopping centre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, There's no in, buses yet, but the train might get extended out to there. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> often people just don't know that they've made a mistake for some years, yeah. right? Or they might suspect that they've made a mistake, but they don't want to admit it because our minds are very good at retrofitting actually what happened mm. to make us feel good about whatever we decided to do, particularly with something as important as buying a property because you don't want to you don't want to feel like you did it wrong, you know, like after you find made that commitment so it's very you know it's very tempting to sort of turn to your friends and family that have done it once you know and oh they've succeeded because they're yeah. bought well yeah. not always the purchase you know, isn't actually the success 
Exactly. That's just the beginning of it. It's like a bad marriage, you know. <laughs> can be. Can be. Or, or a good one. You want a good wedding. You've got a good, hang on. You want a good wedding and a good marriage. You don't want a good wedding and a bad marriage. True. <laughs> Get the foundations right. Yes. So because what often happens is that the people will bring other people into the fold because it's like, I want you to do the same thing as I did because that'll make me feel better about what I did to reinforce that I was smart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How many times, Veronica, do you have someone who bought a property come to you or at a barbecue or whatever the case may be and said, <sighs> oh, look, I just bought in such and such. What do you think of the area? Now, I wish you asked me before you yeah, bought. Yeah, could you not have asked me before <laughs> or I've just put a contract on. What do you think about the price I paid? Well, you, there's, uh, I'm sorry, but there's, why would I – I can't help you now. So all I'm going to do is either make you feel bad or reinforce a bad decision. So and what they're often one. after, they do, all they're after is basically some validation. Absolutely. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's not my job. <laughs> yeah, but also you're either going to really dislike me because I'm going to tell you the truth or I'm going to mislead you into, you know, I'm going to be soft around the edges, mm. which neither you or I are. Um, but, you know, tactfully try and get around the answer to the question, well, how do you feel about what you paid for it? <laughs> well, it's too late now. <laughs> Nothing you can do. <laughs> so doing the course before you get all that free misguided advice is a really powerful defence mm. and so that you can actually withstand that and say, you know, actually I've learned about this and actually, no, that's not such a great decision. You don't have to verbalise that. You can just sort you of keep just that internal. Keep that in the internal voice. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> With the mum sitting on your shoulder saying, good decision. <laughs> Thank Bad God you're not you doing what they did. Yeah, what they yeah, did. Yeah. And if you had that sort of high confidence that you're going to be buying within a couple of years, we would totally recommend doing the course and then reviewing as you come closer to your time to actually purchase because the pace steps will teach you all of the fundamentals and what's involved but also look at everything in a really systematic way. So if you suddenly were out getting milk and you walked into an open house and you weren't actually, you know, you'd done the course, you're still percolating, still saving, um, still getting your deposit ready. If you walk into a house and you really love it for a whole variety of reasons, you can actually step out of the emotional state and into um, more of an intellectual state and go, hang on, where am I actually in every step of the process? Am I able to do anything about this? Do I have the time to do it? No, but at least I know now there can be something else out there in my price range. So maybe I will escalate things and, and get myself into a position to buy now, but I need to stop because I'm not in a position to purchase right now. So the yep. steps of the process can actually help you say no when the timing isn't right. And again, we say yes when it is right. So, yeah. you know, because people who like to really make sure that they really embed the learning mm. and actually really get the whole thing right because markets move very quickly as they have in recent times. Mm -hmm. And look, they're going to slow down. down. Oh, okay. yes, they up, can move, move up very and down very quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when you find that right property and you have to act fast, you know, really the best way to be confident about what you have to do is to have your knowledge down pat you know you know all the things that you need to do and you know where to go to refresh yourself so that you're not missing anything um you know and i think that that's that there's a huge power in that and you know it's you do a very it right. powerful place to be yeah. when you have the right knowledge it is a very risky place to be when you have the wrong knowledge so the wrong knowledge is, is or no knowledge more detrimental than no knowledge i would say 
<laughs> yes. I, I think having the wrong, feeling confidence based on the wrong knowledge is actually more detrimental than not having any knowledge. That's it, just enough to be dangerous. Yes. <laughs> So true. Plus, once you sign up, you have access to as long as the course exists, complete with upgrades and updates to information. We, we record new tutorials and workshops along the way. Um, so there's really no benefit in waiting from a financial point of view. In fact, you should get in before any price rises in the future because, Veronica, yeah. um, we've just got to the end of re-recording um, the beta course, which is very exciting. So that will be released um, in the coming months uh, and a good opportunity to get in on the ground. Yeah, you you want to get the beta. You'll get automatic access when we update it. And um, if we do increase the price, we'll just give you a little bit of a warning. You get to buy it today's prices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we don't want to harp that one too much. But in all reality, we just we really want to help as many first-home buyers as we can help. And we're so glad you're listening to this. You're in the right place. We're here to help you. In this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for first-time buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.